Happy Independence Day and good afternoon to you on this 4th of July weekend. The 4th of July is on a Saturday this time. Um, getting ready to go out there and barbecue here in just a minute. Today, I got an inch thick uh, ribeye steak that's an Angus steak and I also have uh, four chicken thighs I'm going to cook along with some Cajun style sausage. I'm going to roast some corn on the cob. I'm going to get some macaroni and cheese going along with some baked beans. Today, I'm making the All-American. Also on the grill, I've got some Texas toast, the garlic toast. I'm going to put some of that on as well. So, before we get going, let's talk about uh, your caretaking abilities. How, how is it going? Is everything going good for you? This COVID-19's got everybody down. The social distancing, the wearing a mask thing, it's got to be making it way more difficult than it has to be. So, um, just know that my thoughts and prayers are here for you to make sure that everything goes in the right direction, but there's plenty of websites that I've given out in the past, some places you can get some counseling if the times get going too rough. Uh, maybe somebody could come help sit with you. Maybe you have a family member that could come and you know sit with them for a while and give you a break from it. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't easy when I did it. I, didn't, I don't have relatives, and the relatives she had were kind of scared. Uh, it was hard for them to watch, plus they'd rather be off at the lake somewhere doing something else other than watching their mother be sick. So, just be strong and know that somebody else out here is strong with you. Okay, <clears throat> let's get on with today's episode. Uh, today's episode is Happy Independence Day to you, America. When you get to be a throwback like me, I can look back on all the times when I was a kid and it was 4th of July and uh, the time when I was five and my grandma was trying to impress uh, some guy that she was seeing at the time, I guess. Anyway, <laughs> she went by this bunch of fireworks and she lived in a trailer park in Los Angeles, Colorado. And by trailer park, I mean mobile homes. And there was happens to be a tree in front of hers and it was a particular dry year. There was a cornfield on the backside of her trailer, of the whole row of trailers she lived on. And the corn stalks were kind of dry. It's, you know, I guess that kind of uh, year was really like a drought year. So she went and bought all these fireworks and had this man, Ralph, come over and sit down on her front deck and watch us light them off. Well, first one I pick up looks like a little tiny ashtray, and except it's, it's got louvers all the way around it, and you light it, well, it spins around and it shoots straight up in the air, showering sparks everywhere. The first one I light, I pick that up, I light it, it shoots straight up and gets stuck in the tree and catches the tree on fire before we even have a chance to. They had to call the fire department, and then I had to get a lecture here I was five years old trying to have fun. I got a lecture on uh, <laughs> how to not properly handle fireworks when all I did is what everybody else did. I took the, the punk and lit the fuse and set it on the ground and it, it flew weirdly out of control straight up into the tree and got stuck. So that's one of the things you can look back on and remember when you're a throwback. Man, that was, that was kind of a not so great uh, episode on Independence Day. When I look back on it now, I laugh though because um, it was the same year that they gave us sparklers, and after the sparklers went out and dropped on the ground, I reached down and picked up the wrong end of it and burned the crap out of my finger. So, they weren't all perfect, man, but there were some really fun ones. I can remember when I first moved out on my own. I was uh, 16 years old, getting ready to be 17. I just graduated from high school. And I had uh, moved into an apartment when I was that age, and I had a 19-year-old roommate and a 20-year-old roommate, and they were old enough to buy alcohol and stuff. And, um, I told him, I'll, if you'll get the beer and stuff, I'll get a grill and some food to put on it. And we all agreed, so we're at, at this town home and we're down on the grass out in front of it and stuff. And I'd never really barbecued before, but I'd seen other people do it. It was one of the very first times I even attempted to barbecue. 
So I was 16, almost 17. So that was 40 years ago when this happened. And I got the grill up, it lit and didn't stay lit. So I put more fluid on there and then it made a big explosion and freaked out the old ladies in the little townhomes next to us and stuff. I say explosion, it was just a little fireball. You know how it is when the coals are still smoldering, you put lighter fluid on there and if it doesn't catch on fire and you toss a match in there, it goes boof. So I had uh, made some, I got some chicken to put on their leg quarters and thighs and we let them cook you know i didn't know how long to cook them for though so i kept going out and lifting the lid and checking on them and then going out and lifting the lid and checking on them and you know what i've learned after you know 40 years of barbecue experience now if you're looking it ain't cooking so this whole time i keep letting the heat out letting the heat out and i didn't put enough uh, charcoal in there to begin with because i was worried about you know catching the whole place on fire so it wasn't my <laughs> my very first attempts at a barbecue i'll say a chicken came out horrible I ended up baking it in the oven, but it kind of tasted like lighter fluid. But those guys said it tasted good, but it was horrible. I, I would never do that kind of thing now. <laughs> uh, the barbecue I'm about to make today, I'm going to be cooking with the woods, man. Luckily, at this point in my life, I have access to a few different areas to get wood from. And there's been a couple of people who have donated wood to me recently. I've had some cherry wood donated to me and some peach wood donated to me. So I'm going to cook with both of those and a piece of pecan today. Just because of the smell of the three burning together is very nice. It's not like the guy behind me who burns elm in his outside fireplace and it stinks every time he lights it up. Kind of dreading the fall because he has a tendency to light it up on a nightly basis. And I, we don't really speak that much because I'm way beneath him. But anyway, <laughs> it stinks. When I sit on my front porch, I'm like, good God, I need to go there and offer him some of my good wood. And I'm like, no, that wood is for cooking. The people that work, my other neighbors that I really get along with, they enjoy the food I cook. So I'm just going to keep the wood to myself and go ahead and keep on cooking with it because I've found out you can have a barbecue and you can have a smoker. You don't have wood. You don't have a commodity. It's, it takes, it's just like having uh, peanut butter and jelly. You either have a peanut butter sandwich or a jelly sandwich, but if you have both, man, it's a commodity. It's something really good. <clears throat> you can have the grill and charcoal and lighter fluid, but you got a couple of pieces of wood in there, and not only does it heighten your sense of barbecue, but man, it makes the food taste good. It's one of the my, my rare pleasures that I really enjoy, man. Just one of the little things I really like to do. Um, I film so many of my barbecues and put them on TikTok, you know, and people still ask me questions about how to barbecue, and I'm like, don't you just watch my TikToks that show exactly how to do it right there. I want everybody to know how to barbecue, so I am putting it out there so everybody can. I just want to make it available for everybody. Okay, going back to some different Fourth of Julys. I was married to my wife that passed away here recently, a couple years ago. It was my second wife. I had a first wife who was much older than me. And uh, I can remember Fourth of July when we were going through our divorce, and I had met this young lady, and she was a year older than me. I was probably 22, 23. Yeah, about 22, 23 at the time. And when I was at work one day, I used to deliver the industrial gas products like the CO2 cylinders that power the drink stations. And then I go to these foundries and deliver oxygen, acetylene in these great big duars. And then I would also deliver bottles of like silene or argon or, or uh, oxygen to weld with you know, to all these different places. So I was pretty strong and I could spin two bottles at one time. What happened to be right before the 4th of July and 4th of July was on a Sunday this particular year. So we were off on Monday afterwards. That Thursday, I had taken off the Friday before just to make it a long weekend. Well, that Thursday was rainy. It was rainy and unusual in Colorado Springs where I was at. And uh, I was trying to get a couple of cylinders off for a CO2 thing for a 
a movie theater, and he, one of them had a burr on the cap and it had gloves on, and it started to slide out, and that burr caught my glove and it hit my uh, wrist on the railing at the truck and broke my wrist. So I, I finished working that day, and then I went, you know, took the truck back and was getting ready to unload the empties, and then my boss saw me favoring it, and he said, it was swollen by then. He said, dang, that thing looks broken, man. You better go to the emergency room and have it checked out. And back then, you didn't have the little AMPM clinics. You actually had to go to the emergency room. So I did, and they would they put a temporary cast on. They said, yeah, it's broken. It broke the tip of the bone right off. You know, and they said, it's healable because of the position it's in, but uh, you're going to have to wear a cast. So I was like, all right, well, I was trying to make arrangements at work too, but that over the weekend, they put that temporary cast on Thursday. So I was off on Friday. And once again, I had met this young lady and we uh, were at her apartment and we were talking about what we were going to do for the fourth. And everybody in Colorado Springs back then goes down to the park in the middle of town. Um, I can't think of the name of the park right now, but it was a popular place to go and like 100,000 people show up and it's kind of cool. And they do it. There's a lake in the middle of the park and out on the lake is like a little barge and they set off a fireworks display from it. And you, you know, have to stay back a certain distance because you're so close to it that pieces will come down and land on you. So they have it, you know, segued off and stuff. But anyway, this particular young lady drove a 280ZX, which was a, a Datsun back in the day, you know, a ne Nissan now, I guess would be that kind of car. But uh, she was in the car and had my brother was with me and then his friend, and we were driving in his uh, Trans Am and my brother was in the front seat and I was in the back and I saw these what looked like skinheads back then. Everybody would shave their head and act like they were real tough and stuff, but when you confronted them, they usually laid down. <laughs> well, this particular time, they were reaching in the car like they're gonna drag the ladies out, man. And I said, let's get out, man, what are we doing? And brother's like, no, no, they'll be fine. That light will turn green. We were stuck at a red light. And I said, they started to pull uh, one of the ladies out. And I was like, no, this ain't gonna work. So I, anyway, I get, I kick the seat forward and my brother flies up into the dash and I get out and I have this cast on my arm and it's my it's smacking arm too. It was the arm that I'm the strongest in. So they come at me like they're going to do something, man. And I just reach up with my cast and start swatting them with it, man. And long story short, the light turned green. The ladies moved on. I got back in the car. We moved on. Those guys were uh, staying laying on the ground and we got out of there and I kept worrying the rest of the night. I was like, I know the cops are going to show up at this apartment complex. I know they are, which they never did. And I'd never heard another thing about it. You know, I mean, I didn't fatally wound the skinheads or whatever, but I did knock them down where they didn't want to get back up. So uh, long story short, I go, they made an arrangement for me to go get a regular cast put on my arm. And I show up and I have this temporary cast duct taped into place. And the doctor says, good God, what happened? I said, it was just that kind of 4th of July. It was one of those things that I'll never forget. So some of them aren't so great, man. But then I can look back on the really good ones. I can remember when my wife and I first met, when Terry and I first met. And uh, she lived in an apartment complex and I was staying there visiting a friend and I'd see her across the way. That's how we met. And then I had a friend that had a snake and a boa constrictor. And he'd go out there and she was frightened to death of snakes. But she ended up, you know, to talk to me, she said she ended up petting the snake. So we got together, one thing led to another, and we moved in together. And then, that was uh, earlier in the year, and then the 4th of July came around. It's such a great 4th of July. People at that apartment complex knew who I was, man. I am kind of a, how can I say this? I'm a very social person, but I do it in such a way that people enjoy being around me. I guess I'm kind of fun. I, I, it's just me being me, if you ask me. 
but I had bought this little, it was uh, the bullet style barbecue, you know, the round set, it's about four, three, four foot tall. And it has, you can put the fire down below and then it has a grill on top. And nobody over there barbecued at all. You know, I was like, damn, where do you people get your barbecue from then? If you don't barbecue, how's, what's going on here? So I brought that, that barbecue grill in. As soon as I set it down, I went in the house to get charcoal and lighter fluid. And I came back out and people were already standing there. So well, are you going to barbecue? <laughs> yeah. It's 4th of July. Yes, I'm going to barbecue. Like, well, can we bring some meat over? So I don't know how long this fire is going to stay lit. <clears throat> that was 20-something years ago. So I was, I was fairly good at barbecue, but not the best at it. Well, I say the best at it. Not like I am now. Today, I have honed my skills where I can go out there with a blindfold on and put together something really tasty and make sure that it not only was tasty, it smelled good, too. So, but I tell these people they're probably complex. You know, I've... I already have this amount. I only have this amount of charcoal and this much lighter fluid, so I'm gonna light this. I'm cooking my food if it's still lit when I'm done. You're more. I'll clean the grill, and you're more than welcome to use it. So my little Vietnamese guy, he sat over there watching me the whole time. He watched every mood I made. Even came over and asked questions. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Why are you warming the sauce up before you put the sauce on? I told him you'd ever put, you know, cold sauce on hot meat. That's what causes it to burn. So anyway. After I pulled the food off, he said, you done now? I said, yes, yes, sir, I am done now. So I went and put the food in. I got my little wire brush and scrubbed it. I said, this is yours. And he brought over some kind of fish. And man, that was the weirdest smelling thing I've ever smelled. I don't know what he had sauteed it in or, or what, but it smelled funny. I mean, it, it, the next time I used the grill, it took me two or three more grill times just to get rid of that smell. And he asked if he could use it the next time. I said, as long as you don't cook what you cooked last time, because man, you should make my grill stink. He said, no, it's a, what do you call it? Uh, it's something really good. It's like a prized edible thing or whatever. And I was like, that's great. But if you get your own grill, you can cook that all you want. Just don't cook that on mine. So I've always been kind to the neighbors. I always trying to be really cool. Um, I want people to know where I stand and you know that I'm not gonna take no crap and that uh, I like things a certain way. I'm gonna listen to the music I'm listening to. I'm sorry if you tell me it's too loud, I'll turn it down. I'll, very amicable, I'll turn that stuff down for you because I like doing those kind of things. But yeah, I'll never forget that, at the time that uh, I've got that girl and brought it home and people actually came out and asked me if I was gonna barbecue. I never laughed so hard in all my life and I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why else would you bring a grill out? And back then it was used, you had, they have a thing in apartment complex because my buddy just moved out of one, my brother. And he said <laughs> he couldn't barbecue at all unless he was like eight feet away. Well, that was just starting back then. So I went to the office and let them know right up front, hey, I'm going to bring this grill home and I'm actually going to cook for the 4th of July. Is there a problem with that? And they told me, no, no, because they had seen me cook at other places before with the grill. <laughs> So anyway, nonetheless, I, I got permission, I grilled. And that was, that was one of the best times. I'll never forget the look on Terry's face when she came home from work. It was right when the food was getting done. She totally didn't expect that. And she used to say, you know I don't like barbecue. And then as she was eating it, she'd say, this is the best taste and I can't believe it tastes this good. So, you know, every time she said, you know I don't like barbecue, I did it anyway. I knew she would eat it. She was the type that would eat it two days in a row like I do. Except I'm, I'll take like a piece of chicken that I've smoked and put in with ramen noodles for breakfast or something. But she liked the whole piece of chicken the next day for lunch, heated up with another corn on the cob. That was her thing. And But yet, before I barbecue, she would say, no, don't do that. I, you, know, you don't have to do that for me. And I don't know how many times I told her, I don't do it for you, baby. I do it for me. But the fourth, let's get back to the 4th of July. This has always been one of my favorite times of the year. 
Um, a lot of you who listen to this podcast, or maybe you, maybe you haven't heard me talk about it yet. I don't, I don't have family. I, you know, I have friends that are family to me, because friends are the family that you choose for yourself. But due to my limited amount of family, I like to share it, and I like to, you know, put it out there. I'm very, I don't have a lot of skills to pass on to somebody. I was never a dad. And I say I don't have a lot of skills to pass on. I do have a lot of skills to pass on. So I try and do things in order to share those type of skills. And the 4th of July is one of those things that's always been special for me. I fly a flag in front of my house every day. I'm, I'm very patriotic and I believe in this country. I believe in America and I'm glad this is, uh, this is America's birthday when we got our independence from the British. At the signing of the Declaration of Independence and all of that. So... This has always been a great day for me, you know. Um, when I was a kid, they used to be kind of frowned on, and it was always at a vacation time or whatever. And whenever it was vacation time, my stepdad could be a real jerk and make it not fun. So I always said to myself, myself, when I get out of my own on the 4th of July, I'm going to make sure that each and every one that I can make special, I can. It's why I tried to cook when I was 16. I tried to make that special. It just didn't happen. So realize that in life. As you go through life, not everything you try to make happen special is going to be special. But if you need a day in which to do something special, and since you don't particularly do any anything special any other time, pick the 4th of July, America's birthday, man. Show your true patriotic American spirit. Don't be afraid to be yourself, especially on the 4th of July. I have a red, white, and blue bandana on, a red, white, and blue t-shirt on. I have, uh, I'm, I'm decked out in red, white, blue. I'm getting ready to go out there and play some music. I'm getting ready to really show that I'm an American by enjoying the crap out of this day. So on this day, I wish the same for you. I wish you a happy and safe 4th of July. I wish America a happy Independence Day and a happy birthday. I wish each and every one of you some good barbecue. Do it right today. Even if you've got no other reason to barbecue, today is 4th of July. 4th of July, let's all barbecue like we're supposed to. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and cut this episode short. Leave it at that. Uh, peace, love, and blessings to you all. And you have a great 4th of July. We will talk to you next time.